When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of Yellowstoners, a podcast dedicated to getting high on drama, digging into the Duttons and everything Yellowstone, hosted by myself, Mike D'Angelo, and editor-in-chief of The Playlist, Rodrigo Perez. Today, we have episode three entitled Tall Drink of Water to discuss and all the spoilery details that go along with it. Afterwards, Wes Bentley, aka Jamie Dutton himself, stops by to discuss playing Jamie and all of the great things that go along with being in a Taylor Sheridan show. But before we jump into all that, I've got to tell you that Yellowstoners is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes the Playlist Podcast, Bingeworthy, The Discourse, Deep Focus, The Rogue Ones, Fourth Wall, and more. We can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite shows. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Playlist Podcast Network to get all of these shows that I just mentioned. Also drop us a comment or a rating as we always appreciate it. Okay, episode three entitled Tall Drink of Water finds us celebrating Lloyd's 58th birthday, if you believe Lloyd. I don't think anyone else really believes it. Do you believe that he's turning 58? <laughs> uh, yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it just seems so improbable, but, you know, hey, why not? We also find Jamie laying the smack down on Market Equity's lawyer, which, you know, they kind of tee him up to do. But he gets to meet Sarah for the first time and set his little dinner date. And then, you know, Beth drives a lot of what the rest of this show is, which is selling off Schwartz and Meyer to a market equities competitor and placing the land for the airport in a like a conservation trust, basically. And that screws market equities out of everything. And yeah, just kind of brings hell down on them. But yeah, don't celebrate yet, because if anyone knows how to fuck up a good night, it's Beth. And oh boy, does she. Uh, she gets everyone to head to a bar in Bozeman and surprise, surprise, some married woman hits on that tall drink of water that is rip and all hell breaks loose. So Beth sure knows how to ruin a good night, doesn't she? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> also, Forey J. Smith, who plays uh, Lloyd, it was born in 1959. So do the math on that and he's uh older than 59 <laughs> yeah <laughs> but though like i think at one point they do say like uh somebody says 70 right yeah well everybody's yeah saying different numbers 100 i think is at one point one of them <laughs> yeah it's good stuff what'd you think of this episode i know we were kind of 
spinning our wheels in the first two. At least that's what we kind of felt. Yeah, I dug this episode. It started to like find its groove and, you know, just like enjoyable, you know? Bath stuff is always like, it, it's always just so delicious, right? Like whenever mm-hmm. she like goes on some sort of like tirade and like wants to like fuck somebody over. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and it, that stuff is like just someone like that. It just doesn't get old, you know? Yeah, uh, it's always it's always really good. So that was really funny. And, you know, we got a couple things moving on. I thought I thought the even the stuff with the the Rangers, the Park Rangers and Rip was kind of interesting. Um, we got a flashback to uh, John Dutton uh, when he's younger. Mm-hmm. It's all kinds of stuff going on. Right. We're seeing um, Chief Thomas Rainwater in in trouble. Right. There's a, a new sort of up and coming guy on the the Broken Rock Indian Reservation. And um, yeah, he's he, holding the protest right outside. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, then there's um the that girl i forget her name but she's uh badass you know uh angela blue thunder there you go uh, played by um karinka kilcher i believe uh is how you pronounce it uh she's a tribal lawyer working with chief rainwater but you know this season she's uh she's kind of kind of at it with the dude (laughs) uh, it seems like she's like her support for him is leaving and she's threatening him a lot and so there's like uh there's kind of a, a lot of stuff going on and then there's um you know, the stuff with Jamie, which I think is interesting, like where he's kind of being played by um, that new character. She's sort of like the, um, the she's new kind of Beth. Like the new Beth from the bad, the bad, the bad guys. Sarah. Uh, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, she's uh, a business heavy hitter for market equities. And uh, she uh, looks like uh, she was also on 1883. Oh, yeah, that's right. Claire Dutton on in 1883 uh, looked very different. And, um, you know, she's going to be causing hell and. Her and Beth are definitely headed for some sort of like pretty ugly showdown. So oh, I can't wait for them to be in the same room together. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be really fucking fun, right? Like, yeah, that's going to be really interesting. And the way, you know, God, Jamie just like screws everything up and just gets in so much trouble all the time. <laughs> and if she manipulates him, like which they already did, right? They went into this room pretending that they were going to sue him for something and let Jamie believe that he like dismantled their case really quickly. Um, but it was all a ruse and a pretty smart one, you know, to make him feel like, yeah, these guys don't know what they're doing. So, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're looking at another situation where Jamie potentially might get totally manipulated and fucked over and that'll hurt the family. And I mean, he's already like so. It's kind of his M.O., yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's God. It's like, poor, poor dude. If this happens again, it's going to be horrible. But it looks like that's where it might be heading, right? Because if Well, that or Beth. I mean, Beth has really given him an opening here. Well, and, and and that's like the kind of like, um, you know, even like Mark Wodecker, is sort of like, they got his ticket, right? They're like, he's the the weak one in the herd here. He's who we're going to go after. So mm-hmm. I figured market equities would kind of loom large over this season, but it seems like maybe this is going to become more of like a personal thing with Caroline and Sarah being her kind of, you know, vengeance in a way. Well, uh, Caroline as the CEO of market equities, I mean- Dude, we might be, she might be on her last legs here, right? She's exactly. like basically called into the board. And for all we know, she's going to be fired in the next episode. So we'll see. Maybe not because, you know, she's sort of like the one who's wielding Sarah, the market equities, uh, Beth. So maybe they'll give her one last shot and let Sarah go wild. But yeah. Well, it just be. seems like they unleashed her, I think is what was her term or yes. what her term was. Yeah. So yeah. So we'll see what that happened. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. <clears throat> that's gonna be interesting and how about casey casey's casey's just got a dark dark story this season 
Casey's always got a dark story, right? That's true. He's <laughs> kind of burdened with that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And it's yeah. always a sort of back and forth between him and his family. Like, I'm going to be directly involved with my family. I'm not going to be directly involved with my family. And again, he's there's always that push and pull, that sort of tension. And he's chosen to like back away again. He's resigning. Well, Seems like there may be a job on the horizon. Seems almost too easy, right? Yeah, well... Yeah, we'll see. I mean, obviously, you know, his wife is is still um, recovering from losing a child and the the pain of that. And yeah, there's um, there'll be some interesting stuff to see where we go. And then I obviously, you know, again at the end of the episode, Beth's arrested um, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know basically going to be charged, and that's going to like fuck up everything for her if that goes through. Although you know, I think they're already teasing that like they're going to try and manipulate that woman who she fucked up in the bar to like drop her. She case. didn't. She had no idea what she was doing, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she got a bottle upside the head from Beth. And like, yeah, it's like when when she started heading towards Beth and Rip was like, oh, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> like, no, but he bad. didn't stop her, though. He just stood there. He's like, oh, I'm not going to get involved here. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. all right. Well, as a reminder, Yellowstone season five airs on Paramount Network every Sunday. We'll be back most weeks with recaps and special interviews with people from the show. Right now, let's head over to my interview with Wes Bentley, who plays Jamie Dutton. Uh, Don't worry, there aren't any real big uh, spoilers for the season. There are teases for what's to come, but we don't really go into anything else as far as further episodes go. We mostly talk about how we got involved initially, you know, how far things have come for his characters, working with Taylor Sheridan, that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's it's a great interview. I'm looking forward to, to listening to it. You know, he's a guy who's eluded us so far. Um, you know, now, now we got him and we got a, we've gotten a, a bunch of the cast. So mm-hmm. it's kind of good to, to get him uh, at some point. We're going to have to try and get, uh, Luke Grimes too. And, uh, oh, for you, sure. you talked to, to Cole Hauser, you've talked to Kelly Riley. We've gotten quite a few people and, and Gil Birmingham is, you know, another one that's coming up in, in, uh, the following episode. He's, I find him really great. He's uh, really underrated. So yeah, it seems him. like they're giving him a little more to chew on for this season. Yeah, for sure, which is great. I think he's a really good actor, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. All right, for Rodrigo and myself, stop hitting on Rip and keep on Yellowstone, everybody. heck are you man i'm good mike how you been i'm doing real good i'm a big fan of the show big fan of your career so it's a pleasure to speak with you today i really appreciate it that's really nice of you thank you so much awesome so let's talk about how jamie dutton kind of came to the origin story of this Hmm. what in particular you know were the events leading up to that and, and what sold you on the part taylor taylor's name i mean before i even saw the script i was i had already asked my team to you know please uh, let's try to get on a Taylor Sheridan show. I just love the writing and uh, what he was doing. I love bringing back the Western in a, in a new way and his perspective on that. And so, you know, then I got the script and, and talking to Taylor and, and it was just sounded like such a cool project. So different. So it was easy, you know, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't like I was debating it much. <laughs> yeah. We're fans of everything Taylor does over here. Um, cool. How's your relationship changed, you know, for, from season one to now? How's, how's it grown? 
Oh, oh, it's great. You know, well, Taylor, he was the only in the sense the um, only change really is that Taylor is not on set as much as uh, he was first two seasons. I don't know how he did it as long as he did. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, he keeps doing it on other shows too. He's a he's a beast, but we still talk. You know, he, we talk regularly about uh, about things. Every once in a while, we see him, and yeah, it's 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 still the same. It's just he's physically not there as much. <laughs> <laughs> he's there in spirit. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, last in spirit. <laughs> right, right. So last season, catching up with you know Jamie, he's at his lowest. He's forced to kill his own biological father, and he's put in line by his father and sister. What's it like in these scenes now where you're always on the outside with like Kevin and Kelly? How's it portraying that? Yeah, it's, 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 it's gotten harder. It's only getting harder. And um, for Jamie, this is a moment. It, it's more than just he's broken because of what he did. He is broken because of what he did and was forced to do. But now his life perspective is changing. His perspective of his sister is changing. Of his dad, you know, he, he, he may have seen some way to reconcile with his sister. He had love for his sister more than she had for him. But only in this moment does he realize that's not coming back. And now he has his own hatred for her, for what she's made him do. So yeah. now it's only gotten worse there. Mm-hmm. And for with John, it's that he's taken the job that Jamie, the only thing Jamie wanted out of this arrangement was to be- become a governor or something powerful like a senator and be his own man. And now John's taken that from him too. And I think this is all taking away any hope Jamie had that things would ever be okay for him and that he would be appreciated and maybe even celebrated. It's worse than that. He might be dead before this is all over. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I keep thinking. There's no happy ending for not only Jamie, but all the Duttons. You're just like, I I don't think that that's coming. Um, (laughs) Do you even see a, a way to reconcile? You know, I think Beth's kind of out the door, but do you think, John and Jamie could at least, you know, sometime down the line reconcile it, or does that too far gone? You know, Taylor always surprises us with his ability to to turn things that you think might not turn like that. And but that's the only hope I have because in <laughs> you know, my perspective as playing Jamie is it's hard to see that. Not only from John's perspective now, but even from Jamie's. Like, you know, he saw John as a hero of sorts, even through everything and sort of at least a heroic figure to others. And that in turn made Jamie think, oh, he is a hero. But I think now Jamie knows he's just a man who doesn't know what to do. And that's changing how he feels about John. So that's now it's kind of coming from both angles. Yeah, for sure. What can you, I know it's difficult, but what can you tease about the season five journey for Jamie? It is difficult. You know, we have a lot of open-ended questions, a lot of, (laughs) uh, a lot of cliffhangers and things like that. And I'm really excited for fans to see what comes of it, but I can say that the political intrigue and more cliffhangers and more people getting in the fight. And it's an inflection point. John really is running out of places to go and ways to turn and tricks to do. So I think it's going to be real interesting and intense for the fans. I'm very much looking forward to it. Episode one already ends on a cliffhanger. So I'm just like, wow, geez, now I got to wait for this. So as far as like, I know Taylor always had like a certain plan in mind, but now that it's a giant hit, do you know if he has a, the same end point in mind? Do you know how many more seasons are coming? No, that I don't know. He keeps that close. <laughs> I, do, I do know he knows what the ending is, but um, how that's going to play or how long, I have no idea. <laughs> totally fair. Yeah. You've done a lot of things in your career. Do you have any like new goals where you're like, I really want to do this type of role or take this kind of thing on or directing or whatever it might be? Yeah, I've thought about directing. I, I Before I would have said no way. At times, I think now I do have the, I always wanted to have the experience. So, you know, I worked with Nolan and Terrence Malick and people who really know the 
technical side of filmmaking as well as they know the emotional side of it. And so I, I wanted to gain that as much as I could, but I've done it a while. So I feel like that is there and, you know, you hire the right people or whatever, but I, as an actor, I, I started an improv comedy and that's what got me interested in it with skits and joking around and stuff. And so I'd love to one day be able <laughs> to shake off this, this drama and play some, do some comedies or something fun at least. Yeah, that would be really fun. You're also someone who people point to when it comes to reformation and, and transformation in this industry with, you know, the hardships you've had to go with addiction and all that kind of stuff. Do you take that role seriously as someone for people to look up to and come to, or do you want people to just be like, let's focus on the work here? Do you want a mentorship kind of role in this, in this industry? Yes. Yes. I, I, that comes with age too, you know, and experience. Hmm. I, I do, I do want that. I, and sometimes offer it without <laughs> someone looking for it just as as you do as you get older, but I do. I mean, I, I I know it's not for everyone, and it's really certain groups that would even look for that. But I um yeah, I certainly love I love to help people. Help me, you know. I I saw Robert Downey Jr. recover, and I saw him be public about it, and that was the model I wanted to follow. And 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 I want to continue that on by helping anybody who ever ever might be just struggling, and anyone who ever is struggling, you can do it. All you got to do is go out there and ask for that help. People are out there to help. Awesome. We always end our Yellowstone interviews. I've interviewed a lot of people from the show with uh, who's your favorite Yellowstone character besides your own. Do you have one? I really like Gil's character because of the interesting lines he has to walk with that character. It's really fascinating. I love how he does what he does with it. But the perspective he has to play within the world he's in is also really, I think, intriguing and would be interesting to play. Awesome. Uh, They're giving me the wrap. Any chance you show up in the next Mission Impossible film? (laughs) Uh, well, I don't think I can say anything about that (laughs) because I don't know yet. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Well, they are wrapping me, but for our listeners, Yellowstone season five premieres on November 13th on Paramount Network. Wes is amazing in it as always. Thanks again for your time, man. Thank you very much. (laughs) 